Hi, Rav Judah here with Masechah Psachim, Perak Vav, Mishnah Bet. This Mishnah is a little bit unusual. It's both a doozy of a Mishnah, it goes on for a while with a lot of back and forth, but it's also a Mishnah of a conversation. Most often a Mishnah is a series of statements bringing the tradition of Torah Shabbat Peh, the oral Torah tradition, a, a disagreement, uh, perhaps some further content. Here, what we're seeing is actually picking up on the prior Mishnah. It is a discussion back and forth. This is the kind of discussion that one finds much more in the Gemara, in the Talmud, except that this is happening among Tanayim, among Mishnah-era rabbis, and it's actually recorded in the Mishnah. So, I'm Rabbi Lezer. Rabbi Lezer is disagreeing. This is all based off of the prior Mishnah, in which Rabbi Lezer said that all these steps that are needed for the Korban Pesach, the Pesach sacrifice, can be done even when Erev Pesach, the 14th of Nisan, is on Shabbat, but even outside steps like bringing the animal to Jerusalem. Uh, which it involves taking it over a certain distance, or removing a wart, or and so on and so forth. Um, that those things can also be done because here we have a biblical commandment to sacrifice the korban pesach on the fourteenth of Nisan. The fourteenth of Nisan happens to be on Shabbat, says Rabbi Lazar. It doesn't. So then that overrides any rabbinic uh, law concerns. And here's where this goes. I'm a Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar said to the other rabbis who disagreed with him, "Hello, Dinhu. This actually should be what you call a kavachomer, meaning that uh, you know if if A is true, all the more so B should be true. My imshchita shabbat. If shechting the animal, slaughtering the animal, which is a biblical violation of the laws of Shabbat, is allowed because we have to do it for the korban pesach, so it's allowed on Shabbat this time. All these other steps, all these other parts, bringing it to Jerusalem, removing a wart, etc., which are only rabbinic." prohibited they're not going to uh, push aside Shabbat of course they should we're going to push aside biblical aspects and we should of course push aside rabbinic aspects as well Armand the Rabbi Yeshua. Yeshua said back to him, Yom Tov Yochiach. Let's take a proof from Yom Tov. You, your, your argument is false, is flawed. Why? Shehitu bo mishum malacha va'asur bo mishum shvut. On, on, uh, on holidays, so there are things that we are allowed to do that are malacha, such as preparing food, cooking food, is a biblical malacha on Shabbat. Uh, and, and it would be a malacha on Yom Tov, but it's permitted. So even though it's you know, ordinarily you would have thought otherwise, but it's it being permitted. It's a malacha that's permitted on Yom Tov, and yet other rabbinic concerns are still prohibited on Yom Tov. We don't say that once we're going loose on certain things that are that are potentially biblical on Yom Tov, making exceptions that we now just throw out all the rabbinic law. Our Lord Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar said back to Rabbi Yoshua, Mazay Yoshua, my Rabbi Yoshua, what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of proof is that? You're bringing me a proof from things that you're allowed to do, permitted to do, meaning you're allowed to cook on Yom Tov. You don't have to cook on Yom Tov, and you're going to use that as a proof for something that's a mitzvah, like a korban pesach, that we shouldn't do whatever it takes to get the korban pesach there. So now Rabbi Kiva steps into the fray. Heishi Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva responds back and says, Hazatochiach, let's take a proof from sprinkling the mixture of water and ashes of a red heifer on someone who became ritually impure, who had contact with a dead body, and therefore, by the way, would not be able to uh, consume the Korban Pesach. We do not do that on Shabbat um, because it's rabbinically prohibited. It's changing a person's status. We don't want to change their status from Tami to Tahor uh, in this way on Shabbat. And it's like a tr- personal transformation. So rabbinically, it's prohibited. It's not biblically prohibited. So Rabbi Kiva says... What about the sprinkling? It's a mitzvah to have the person become ritually pure so that they can uh, do they can do the korban pesach. Yet it's 
Usser, it's forbidden because of this rabbinic law. We don't have it end up happening on Shabbat. We don't do that. So therefore, Rabbi Lazar, don't be so surprised by these other things that are rabbinic that we don't do, like carrying an animal across a long distance to Jerusalem on Erev Pesach. Even though they're a mitzvah, and even though it's rabbinic, it still is. Uh, it still should be the case that there um, that there's a mitzvah here and there's a rabbinic prohibition, and we are not going to push aside Shabbat, uh, the rabbinic prohibitions on Shabbat, just because it's a mitzvah. We have other paradigms, namely the sprinkling is a paradigm that we don't push aside a rabbinic prohibition even for a biblical mitzvah, exactly. So, uh, or things related to a biblical mitzvah. Amalur Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar says back, Actually, I don't agree with you there. If shechting the animal, slaughtering the animal, which is a malacha, a biblical prohibition, yet we're going to push it aside on Shabbat to have a korban Pesach, when it comes to the sprinkling, which is rabbinic, he says, I totally think it should push aside Shabbat. So I disagree with you, Rabbi Kiva, on that as well. Your paradigm is not, I don't agree with it. I don't think you're right there at all. Amalur Rabbi Akiva. We give this back to him, oh, Chilof, why don't we turn this on its head and go the other way? If sprinkling, which is rabbinically prohibited, does not push aside Shabbat, maybe we should say, the, if you're going to follow your logic, Rebel Lazar, that the two have to go together. Say the opposite way. Say that if sprinkling is not allowed on Shabbat, then shchitas shouldn't be allowed on Shabbat, even for Korban Pesach, following your logic. So Rebel Lazar says back to him, I'm going to Rebel Lazar, Akiva, what are you talking about? A kartomashik, a katuba Torah, you're literally uprooting that which it says in the Torah, Bein Harabayim B'moado, that you're supposed to have the Korban Pesach in the afternoon at its time. At its time, meaning being bechol, being Shabbat, whether it's a weekday, whether it's Shabbat, it doesn't matter. Amalo Rebbe Haveli Moe Leedu Kamod Lashchita. So show me, Rebbe Akiva, some sort of time that would be the right time for anything other than the Shchita. So we end the Mishnah with the principle of Rebbe Akiva's, which is Kalalama Rebbe Akiva, and this is really what the debate came down to. If this is a malacha that you, rabbinic or biblical that could have been done before Shabbat. Then you have to do it before Shabbat. Shrita, so the Shrita, for example, Shabbat. You can't shech the korban pesach before the fourteenth of Nisan. It's not a korban pesach then. If you can't do it before Shabbat, dochet Shabbat. And so in the end, this whole back and forth, Rabbi Lazar was taking the approach that we have a mitzvah here, we have a biblical mitzvah, it has to be done today, and therefore all prohibitions around it, biblical or rabbinic, fall away. And Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi, and Rabbi Yeshua, but primarily Rabbi Kiva, are leading the charge to say there is a difference. If you could have done it beforehand, then you should have done it beforehand, and then it does not push aside Shabbat. But anything where you have no choice, and we have this in other areas. In general, we don't do surgeries on Shabbat. Uh, that's not the I mean, it's saving a life, but like any you know optional surgery. Yet a Brit Milah on the eighth day, when it's the mitzvah to do it today on the eighth day, we will do a Brit Milah on Shabbat. If the Brit Milah for whatever reason was pushed off, then we don't do it on Shabbat. Why? Because it's already not on the quote-unquote, appropriate or most ideal day the Torah told us to do it, at that point we'll push it off till after Shabbos, and so on and so forth. We have a variety of things where if it's the exact mitzvah, the way it has to be, and this is the right way, then we'll push aside Shabbat. But anything that should have, could have, would have been done before Shabbat has to be done before Shabbat, and if not, we're not going to do it now.